On today's show, I'm going to run through the NBA and give you some injury updates on players when they're due back. What the situation is, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, what I thought we'd do is just give a bit of an injury update across the NBA. But of course, there is news that I've got to talk about and that is this uh, rumored James Harden trade that Harden won't be playing for the Rockets as they try to finalize a deal looking like it's between the Sixers and the Nets with the Sixers being the favorites in a package that includes Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey. Now, I don't know how any of this stuff is going to work out, what a trade is going to happen, or when it's going to happen, or anything like that. Of course, once it happens, I'll make all these updates on Basketball Monster, but there are a lot of people really frothing Tyrese Maxey, and, and I like it because I like Tyrese Maxey. But there's a lot of people, man, is he going to be must-add if he gets traded to Houston? And Maybe maybe it's the case, but the, I present you this. Just one thing here. Again, I haven't done any projections on this because the trade hasn't happened. We don't know the parts and pieces, but say it is Simmons and Maxi for Harden, right? Simmons comes in, he takes Harden's minutes. Done. Maxi comes in and takes whose minutes? Macklemore's 17 minutes a night? Does he take three or four minutes away from Daniel House? Does he take minutes from John Wall? No. Does he take minutes uh, off Eric Gordon? Probably not. So, you know, when we look at this and we're just expecting Maxi to waltz in and play 25 minutes a night, and I like Maxi, I think he's good. I think we're being a little bit, a um, little bit uh, foolish is the wrong word. Um, just getting a little bit excited about it. Now, maybe, maybe they come in and they say, well, we, we want to play Ben Simmons at Power Forward and PJ Tucker's part of that deal that goes to Houston. And that's a completely different story because if you're losing Harden and Tucker's 70 minutes a game, then there is a big hole to fill there and Simmons will play a lot more power forward and you will get those minutes. But it it really does depend. We can't just say he's coming in for 25 minutes because you can't just invent time. We're not not someone magic man who's inventing the concept of extra minutes to squeeze into 240. You've got to find them. And Wall, Gordon, Simmons are not losing minutes so that Tyrese Maxey can play 30 minutes a night. David, David Nwaba, he'd be out of the rotation anyway. Sterling Brown, he's not going to play. Jay Sean Tate's a four and a five. It's not really going to impact Maxi. It'll be Macklemore, and he plays 17 minutes a night. So I think while it's great to have Maxi now and hold on to him by all means, just be really careful if you are making this move in anticipation of a trade, thinking he's coming in and playing 30 minutes, that it might not be just as easy as that. There you go. Let's talk... Um, trades and a bit of an update here across the league. I'm going to go to try and go team by team here. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovic, we're looking at you know, probably a month out. We haven't had any official diagnosis on Bogdanovic. Really hard to hold on to him unless you have an IR spot. And even when he comes back, not sure he's going to be top 100. We've probably, of course, I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks here. We've probably got the Italian cock Danilo Gallinari missing about 
you know, maybe to the middle of next week. Um, not sure he's going to be an, a must-roster 12-team league guy. Well, Chris Dunn looks like he's going to be out for another month or so with his uh, ankle injury. The good news is Onyeka Okongwu should be ready to return today. So that's some, uh, some good news there. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, the only real situation there is Kyrie Irving, who we don't expect to play this week, maybe next week, but really we don't have any sort of clarification on that, unfortunately. Nick Claxton's the other one who could be in line to be the backup center with DeAndre Jordan being DeAndre Jordan. Claxton's had some knee problems and he has, he's probably going to be out for another week to two weeks, I would imagine, with his uh, banged up knee. With the Celtics... It does look like Kemba Walker is going to be able to return at the end of this week or on the weekend, and that might be changed with uh, the inability for this team to practice due to the COVID protocols. But Walker's return is coming up soon, and they'll be they'll be pretty uh, easy with him, I think, on the minutes as he tries to ramp back up. Of course, Jalen Brown, Tristan Thompson, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Shemi Ojale, Javante Green are all dealing with the quarantine period, while Jason Tatum tested positive for COVID. We don't, their next game is allegedly on Friday. We don't know who's going to be available or if that game's going to play. Uh, Romeo Langford's probably out another three to four weeks as well with his wrist injury. And there was a chance he was going to be in the rotation. I think that Pritchard has probably overtaken him at this point. For Charlotte, the only injury we're dealing with there is Cody Zeller's left hand fracture. You'd imagine the start of February is probably the right time for him to come back. Upside is really low for Zeller. Not a... Not a must-roster guy, but a guy that you can add as a back-end player in a 12-team league if you are looking for some of those big-man numbers uh, that can help you in that scenario. For the Chicago Bulls, Otto Porter's dealing with his back issue. He's currently listed as questionable while we've got all of the COVID guys. Um, Markin is ready to return on Friday. Ryan Archie-Jackano looks like he's ready to return, while Chandler Hutchison and Thomas Sadoransky, who both tested positive, they are questionable for Friday. So their return looks like it's coming. And the Bulls' long-term health and safety stuff, uh, it's pretty clean at the moment, which is good news for them. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Dante Exum's out for a long time with his calf issue. We're talking about you know one to two months with his calf issue. Dylan Windler, we haven't heard an update on him. He's dealing with a left-hand fracture. He's missed the, basically all the season since the uh, opening night. He should be back soon. While Matty Dellavedova, we haven't had an update on him either with a concussion. He hasn't played all year. Kevin Porter, I would not be expecting Porter to play anytime soon with personal issues. He hasn't played this season. He's dealing with legal trouble. I, I wouldn't be expecting to see him anytime soon. Well, I reckon we're about three weeks away from Kevin Love returning. Two weeks, maybe from Love returning, and he's always at risk of re-injury. I wouldn't say that he's a high-priority stash, given how the team has been playing in his uh, absence. Andre Drummond missed last game, while Garland has missed the last six games, and Sexton's missed the last four with an ankle problem. You, yeah, I would expect maybe another couple there for Sexton and Garland. I don't think Drummond's injury is anything long-term, but we don't have any updates on Sexton and Garland at this point. The Dallas Mavericks, they're dealing with a lot of COVID stuff. We're going to be missing at least, it looks like, two more games for Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson, Jalen Brunson, and then Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell, probably another three more games. Kristaps Porzingis is set to return today for the Mavericks, so that's good news. And all their, only, their other injuries are just those COVID-related ones. For the Denver Nuggets... Injury-wise, Gary Harris missed last game with personal reasons. We don't know what that is or how long he's going to be out. We expect Michael Porter Jr. back next week from his COVID diagnosis, while Greg Whittington has missed all season with a knee injury, and he's probably going to continue to miss, not because of injury, but because he's not a part of their rotation plans. Killian Hayes 
has his torn uh, labrum in his hip. I think this is going to be a pretty significant injury. We don't have an exact timetable, but I would guess probably close to two months at this point for Hayes and that hip. While Derek Rose is questionable with his knee, now we know Rose is going to miss plenty of time with injuries and that knee consistently gives him issues. I'm not convinced that Rose is a must-roster player, especially with the injuries flaring up and the fact that he's not even playing very well at this point. For the Warriors... Eric Pascal missed last game with health and safety protocol issues. Uh, that's that's not a long-term thing. Alan Smilajic dealing with a meniscus tear. He's probably going to be two to three weeks away. Not that he's part of the rotation. While we know that Marquise Chris and Clay Thompson are both out for the season with a torn Achilles and a broken leg, respectively. For the Rockets, John Wall will not play on Thursday with left knee soreness. Daniel House is out for health and safety protocol violations, while Eric Gordon is questionable with a left leg issue, left leg tightness, they called it last game. Um, Chris Clemens out with his uh, Achilles tear, and of course, James Harden is out awaiting a trade. I don't imagine there's anything long-term with Wall, but of course, he's had plenty of knee injuries in the past, so that's always a concern, while Daniel House... Wouldn't say he's going to be the guy that adheres really closely to the health and safety protocol. So no surprise to see him absent. He was out before that with a back issue. And now he's got uh, contact tracing issues that he is going through. Well, Gordon has had plenty of problems with his leg. And now something like that is flaring up again. For the Indiana Pacers, the big one there is Tony Warren Jr., who had that stress fracture surgery on his foot. I don't expect him back anytime soon. I think we're looking at well into February for him to return and probably even March, but we don't have clarification on that. Jeremy Lamb looks like he could be back within the next week or two. Now, people will be saying, well, Lamb will just step in and replace TJ Warren. And ideally, yes, but he's coming off an absolutely devastating knee injury. I just don't think they're going to be pushing him in to 30 minutes a night straight away. So Lamb with yeah, the starting lineup you know, clicking and guys like Oladipo, Sabonis, Brogdon, Turner putting up really good numbers. I don't think Lamb's coming in and being a must-roster player from the get-go. Maybe it happens, but it's probably weeks away. So I wouldn't say he is a high-value guy to just stash, especially if you don't have an IR. Now, TJ McConnell's out for a few games with uh, the birth of his son, while Victor Oladipo didn't play in uh, last game due to a rest issue with his, uh, his quad-slash-knee problem. So he is likely to return on Thursday. For the, uh, for the Pacers in their matchup against the Blazers. For the Clippers, it's only Ivica Zubats. He's questionable for Wednesday, so by the time you listen to this, we may have even known whether he plays. Well, Jay Scrub is out with foot surgery. He is not a rotation piece. The Lakers have a bunch of guys uh, out at the moment with Wes Matthews, Jared Dudley, and Costas Antetokounmpo. Matthews, it's nothing serious. He's just dealing with some Achilles soreness, so hopefully he's fine. But remember, he has had an Achilles tear in the past. Anthony Davis had uh, jammed his toe. He's questionable for Wednesday. While KCP and LeBron, they look like they're ready to go. So no long-term situations there for the Los Angeles Lakers. The Memphis Grizzlies, here's one that everyone wants to know about. Jaron Jackson Jr., when is he coming back? Well, we just don't know. The Grizzlies are very tight-lipped about injury situations. Um, since the start of the season, I've been expecting um, Jackson back towards the end of January. So maybe we're two weeks away from him returning. And then I think there'll be some you know, a bit of a ramp up in terms of minutes, of course. If he is on your waiver wire, I would be grabbing him. Justice Winslow's probably a similar time frame, maybe a little bit earlier than Jackson, but I wouldn't be thinking he's a 12-team league guy. While we're maybe another 10 days away from Jar Morant returning um, from his ankle sprain. So the Grizzlies should start to get healthy soon with, in the next three weeks, Morant, Jackson, and Winslow all ready to return. Fingers crossed, but we don't know that for sure, but fingers crossed they're able to get back into action as soon as possible.
for the Miami Heat. They're dealing with all the COVID stuff at the moment. Um, a whole bunch of players out there, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, um, missing time as well. Um, Udonis Haslam, another player, not that he was ever a part of that rotation that, uh, that we need to pay uh, too much attention to. I'm um, just bringing up uh, the other names here. Uh, Goran Dragic, um, Avery Bradley, he's out longer because he tested positive. Mo Harkless, Kendrick Nunn, Casey Okpala, also dealing with the COVID tracing stuff. They might all be ready to return on Saturday with the exception of Avery Bradley, but we don't have any um, any concrete information on that at this point because those protocols are, are pretty flexible in terms of, not, well, flexible is not the right word, variable. The Milwaukee Bucks, Torrey Craig, probably going to miss two more games with that facial fracture. He probably does jump back into the rotation at the at the uh, expense of Thanasis Antetokounmpo and maybe take some minutes from Pat Connaughton, while Bobby Portis is probable with a right knee injury, not that he um, was really in danger of missing any time here. Minnesota has upgraded both Josh Okogie and Carl Anthony Towns to probable for Wednesday, so that's good news. The Pelicans are going to be without Lonzo Ball with a knee knee tendonitis, which is not great. Let's hope he's okay. Eric Bledsoe is dealing with an eye problem, so nothing serious there. Stephen Adams and JJ Redick look like they're going to be ready to go. The one we want to watch here is Lonzo with that uh, bilateral knee tendinopathy, which is uh, yeah a little bit of a worry. The Knicks have upgraded Obi Toppin to probable. No, Obi Toppin is not a 12-team league player. Alec Burks is probably another three games away from returning, while Reggie Bullock is doubtful to play today, and Frank Nilakina is probably another two to three games away as well. But there's no guarantee that Nilakina is going to even be part of the rotation. Toppin will be, but it'll be in a backup role behind Julius Randle. For the Thunder, Al Horford's resting Wednesday as predicted. Ty Jerome's out, hasn't played at all this year with his ankle injury, and we don't expect Trevor Ariza to return or play at all for the Thunder this year. And I reckon that might go a similar way for George Hill, to be honest. The Orlando Magic, we know that Fultz and Isaac are out for the season. The Chief, Al Farouk Aminu. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I wouldn't be expecting to see Aminu anytime soon either. Well, Tumura Kiki's probably looking at mid next week to return from his left knee bone bruise. Michael Carter-Williams and Ivan Fournier, they could be returning for Friday, but we don't have confirmation there. Fournier's on your waiver wire. Uh, I would be adding him. The Philadelphia 76ers. A bunch of guys out, of course, with the COVID tracing. Seth Curry probably doesn't return till next week, whereas the other guys who are yeah, being contact traced um, could be returning across the weekend. That's Tobias Harris, Shake Milton, Matisse Thibault, uh, Terence Ferguson, perhaps, Vincent Poirier, Shake Milton. They all may return on the weekend, you know, limiting the value of guys like Maxi and Isaiah Joe. There is also Furkan Korkmaz to return. He could be back in action next week after missing a bunch of time with his uh, adductor injury. For the Phoenix Suns, Jalen Smith's been missing a ton of time with ankle issues and now COVID stuff. And this seems to happen a bit. Guys get injured and then they go into the health and safety protocol because I guess they're not around the team. Maybe they're getting treatment and exposed to people they shouldn't be exposed to. Well, Cameron Payne is doubtful with an ankle. He's missed the last two and he's going to miss Friday's game, it looks like at this point. Although that doubtful tag was for Wednesday's postponed game. So we'll have to see what that means for Friday's action. For the Portland Trailblazers, Yusuf Nurkic is dealing with that quad injury. It's nothing considered serious. He's still questionable for Wednesday. While Zach Collins, we're a long way away from him returning. I'm not even sure that Collins returns at all this season, and it wouldn't be before March would be my guess. Um, 
to see Zach Collins come back, and then even then, I'm not sure exactly what his role is going to be. So not really a high-value stash player at all. The Kings have Rashawn Holmes and Buddy Heald listed as probable, so they're ready to go. While Daquan Jeffries with an ankle problem, he's probably looking at March, mid-March, to return from a grade three ankle sprain. The San Antonio Spurs, we've got Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. Um, We're probably looking at, I'd say, about another three weeks from White. At this point, with his toe injury, when he comes back, yeah, I like him. But if you don't have an IR spot, it's really tough to hold on to him. DeRozan's missed the last two with personal issues. He is back with the team, apparently, so he should be ready to go. Or Drew Eubanks has missed the last four games for health and safety protocol issues. He could be back in the lineup as soon as Thursday's game. Or Kunderi Weatherspoon, probably going to miss another week or two with his uh, knee problem that's kept him out all season. Toronto Raptors. They've been relatively okay injury-wise. The only guy that's missing is Pat McCaw, and that's probably a good thing because Nick Nurse over-relies on him. Um, we haven't seen him this season, and this is a knee injury that's been going back years and years. For the Utah Jazz, Joe Ingles has missed two of the last three games with Achilles soreness, so he's still on the questionable list. Or Jawan Morgan's missed the last five with uh, health and safety protocol issues, not that he was a part of the rotation. And lastly, the Washington Wizards. Russ Westbrook is going to miss at least the next two games, probably back at the start of next week. Um, Of course, the Wizards dealing with some health and safety protocol stuff with Mo Wagner and Rui Hachimura. There are some other players involved in that as well, but we just haven't heard who they are. And of course, Tom Bryant is out for the season with his torn ACL. So that is 30 teams in 17 minutes or so. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.